ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Is this song old, Steve? It's called Payphone. Is that like a thing? Not anymore. When did this song come out? You're asking me? Isn't that your job? It has a Wiz Khalifa feature, you jerk. It's not old, according to Jordan. Uh, Payphone. 2012. Wow. Yeah. Payphones were not around then. There you go. See, that's something you should have looked up before we got back from break. I didn't even know the name of the song. I was uh, That hit number two Again, in 2012. Again, something you should have looked up before we got back from break. All right, let's go to our guest. Let's get into sports. All right, uh, our good friend John Ryan. Uh, we didn't get to him Friday. There was a, we were busy around here on Friday um, with a, a new head basketball coach. But today was a, a good day to bring him on, coming off of Selection Sunday. Uh, always a, great to have you on, John. How are you today? I'm doing great. Always great to be on the show. Thanks for having me on today. I hope you guys had a good weekend. We did. We did. And we're ready to talk some NCAA basketball. So where do you want to start? I'll let you kind of lead the way today with, uh, you know, how do you approach the, uh, you know, March Madness? Do you do you like to go matchup by matchup? Do you like to do Final Four picks, uh, you know, championship picks? How, how do you kind of tackle this uh, monstrosity that is the tournament? It's all of the above, Steve, and I hate to be vague like that, but I, I do focus, though, on the final four initially, and then I work backwards. You know, the upsets occur in the first couple of rounds, the Elite Eight, the Sweet 16. That's where you get the big upsets, and, and strikeout, I said Elite Eight, because that's really not a round that is going to see the monumental upsets. They're going to occur in the first two rounds in the Sweet 16. At the end of the day, a number one seed has been in the final four all the way back to 2012. And a number one has won this tournament every single year going back to 2016 when Villanova won it. Guess what seed they were? They were a number two. So what I'm trying to say here is that I think that trend is going to continue, that the best teams in the country, the number one seeds, the number two seeds, will find their way in the final four in one way or another. Um, So I, I do think, though, it is wide open here to get into the Sweet 16. And there are going to be a lot of upsets, and there may be more upsets this year than ever before. And we do like that 12 versus 5 matchup. The one problem I have with it, guys, is that everybody and their brother now knows it. You know, you know, grandmothers are on the phone calling up their grandson saying, hey, did you? are you going to take Kent State? And I'm just kidding, of course, but everybody knows that. It makes me a little bit nervous now that that trend is is so widely known and it's so stretched out that maybe some of these fives will have you know will win and cover the spread all right um so do you do you want to start with uh your your favorite final four picks then since you, you said you kind of start there and work backwards when you look at the four regions is there one region where you're like you know i i've figured this out i, I really feel like i know who's coming out of this particular region Well, I I think Alabama, and uh, I might actually be a little bit contrarian there. It kind of feels contrarian, even though I do think they are the team that I'm going to bet to win it. They have all the six or seven characteristics in in the models, and uh, some other guys would mention this too, uh, you know, a coach that has Sweet 16 experience, averaging 75 or more points per game, top 20 in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. And, um, you know, don't turn the ball over. 
And that is Alabama, whether whether people like Alabama or not. I know they kind of stumbled down the, you know, the last, well, the last third of the season, but now it's a tournament. And I think, I think they're a team that I would be surprised if they're not in the final four. And I, you know, I'm going to bet them to win. Yeah, I mean they they're obviously playing good basketball. There's a, there's been a storm of controversy obviously around that program, but uh you know, hard hard to argue with uh, with how they're playing on, on the floor right now. A- any other teams stand out to you uh that that you feel like they they have a really strong chance at the final four? A number 2 seed Texas, uh the Texas Longhorns, I think uh, they are kind of flying under the radar if that's possible. Interesting matchup though coming in the second um you know, the round of 32 will be uh, Texas against Penn State. I like Penn State a lot. I think you guys know I was on Penn State. I started getting hot on them about two months ago. I never in a million years thought that they were going to play at the level that they're playing at right now. But they are the number two three-point shooting team in the land. They're playing at a, at a venue that is not going to be like playing in uh, uh, the Final Four, for example, in Indianapolis in a big football stadium where the backdrops are different. And sometimes the players really will struggle to shoot because there's no depth perception. So that is one thing that I look at that is not in the analytics. You know, Madison Square Garden, of course, they play basketball there. But any venue that is bigger than normal, it might have a, a problem with teams that are, are offensive-minded. So we'll keep that in mind as we move through the tournament. Um, unders in those venues, too, will come about quite a bit. Uh, so that is a list that I will put together and I'll send over to you guys, you know, before the tournament starts. Uh, but I do think Penn State, if they win against Texas A&M and how in the world do you get that matchup in the first round? That, that feels like more like a sweet 16. But then Texas goes against Penn State and uh, that, you know, the, Texas gets through that game. And then I think they're they're smooth sailing. But Penn State is a team seated 10th. Uh, that I thought would be an eight and possibly a seven, and they're not. Uh, so that that's the matchup there in that region. Um, yeah, you, know, you can't go against Kansas. Kansas will play the winner of um, Arkansas, Illinois. Um, you know, if Arkansas wins that game, I think Arkansas plays such a tenacious brand of basketball from the SEC that that may cause problems for Kansas. But at the end of the day, Bill Self is now back after getting stints put in over the weekend. I think that leadership clearly is going to help Kansas advance to uh, at least the eight, Elite Eight. Um, down at the bottom of the bracket, you have UCLA as the number two. And they kind of had clear sailing until they get matched up against Gonzaga, which would be in the, in the Sweet 16 round. So, you know, I can't see either one of those being able to survive and get into the Final Four knowing that they have to go up against Kansas. Then in the other region, Marquette is they they have a chip on their shoulder, guys. I, I think you would agree. They they really want to prove that they belong and more than belong. So they they are determined that they are going to be a Final Four participant. And I can't go against them. Uh, you know, Purdue. Look what happened yesterday with Purdue and Penn State. What was it, sixty to forty-two? And I, I literally turned off the TV, thinking, all right, well, I, you know, I lost the pizza money bet on Penn State. Not bad. First time they've lost in five games. So uh, no big deal. And then all of a sudden I hear that they had the ball with a chance to win. And I really thought I was dreaming. But Purdue may be a little bit shaky here uh, once they get into the Sweet 16. Duke, 
Now, here's this is the argument here. We're going to get into the 12 fives um, with this matchup. This game is um, on Thursday at 730. Oral Roberts, they are perennially one of the top free throw shooting teams in the land. And free throw shooting is what wins games. You might remember a couple years ago, they went against Ohio State. They were down nine, but Ohio State was in big foul trouble. Oral Roberts got to the line, goodness knows how many times, and actually stole that game and won it outright. Uh, so don't think for a second that Oral Roberts is going to be overwhelmed by Duke. And you know there is now a big bandwagon of Duke fans. And unfortunately for Duke fans, when that happens and you get into the tournament, they're just they're 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 due to regress. And I know it's hard to imagine like an Oral Roberts shutting them down, but they don't have to do that. They're just so efficient on offense that I think Oral Roberts is actually going to win that game outright and and unfortunately send Duke home. But for a first year coach coming into the tournament, that's a hell of a season for Duke to bounce this quickly back into the national limelight after having Coach K leave. Yeah, it's funny you should bring that. We were talking. You just broke Steve's heart. No, we were we were talking about that game. I said Duke's <laughs> got an awfully tough draw. I mean, this this Oral Roberts team is is legit. Their four losses are all the pretty good teams, all on the road. This is uh, this is a tough spot uh, for the Blue Devils. All right, we talked about the five twelves. Um, I've got a, another angle on my sheet here that that talks about betting on underdogs of four and a half points or less. What, what do you want to talk about with that? Uh, let's see. Bet on dogs of four and a half points or less. That is, a, this is a good one. It's it's simple to follow. And what we're going to do is we're going to identify a, a dog that is averaging seventy possessions or less per game. That doesn't mean they play in the mud. The average is a, a little bit lower than that for the for the three hundred sixty three teams in Division One. But when you're in the playoffs, I've learned that you have to increase that possession per game because most of the teams that are in the tournament play faster than those teams that play in the mud. So 70 possessions or lower in the NCAA tournament level, that arena is a bit below average. And the total is 134 more points. It's 46 and 31 straight up. And these are dogs of four and a half or more points. So we're, uh, we're averaging a 127 money line bet, producing a 31% ROI. And this is over the last 10 seasons. Against the spread is pretty darn good too. So 52 and 25 against the spread, 58%, 29% ROI. And then here's the individual records for each year in the tournament. So lo and behold, you can see that it has not lost any season. Sometimes there was only one pick, but it won. Uh, but overall, this is this is the beginning of the handicapping process. Now I'll take my models and take these teams and drill down further to eliminate some of them and identify the ones that have an even greater probability to win. And then that's it. That's what I end up going with. So in the, in the next slide here, you can see the plays. We're playing on Drake, and I like this game a lot because how in the world is a team like Drake going to beat Miami of Florida? Uh, you know, that really stands out to me. Florida Atlantic against Memphis. Does Memphis have a letdown after beating Houston? <laughs> it's possible. What's funny with that line is why is it two and a half? That is, that's the one line that stuck out to me in a big way. Then we have Illinois, which has all the talent in the world on paper going up against Arkansas. And we talked about that game briefly. Iowa, always one of the most inconsistent teams in the nation. 
you just never know who's going to show up or whether they're going to score 65 or they're going to score 100. So that's a game that maybe I eliminate because of that reason. Uh, Kent State, the public is all over Kent State. I would be careful at this point backing them unless there's some buyback money from the Sharps uh, on Iowa that would drive the price back down. Uh, Missouri, Utah State is the public's darling. It's one of the teams that people really, really like. But now they are a favorite, and I think they're a little bit overpriced. My model said Missouri should be favored. And then the other two are, are Kentucky, I'm sorry, Providence against Kentucky and USC over Michigan State. So I think if you play those seven, um, well, actually it's eight, I think you'll come out ahead like five and three, maybe six and two. And you can't ever expect to go eight and no, but we'll take it if that happens. Sure, absolutely. Um, all right, we're, we're running it short on time here, John, but anything else that you like in the first round? And you know, Give us another couple of picks if you got them. Um, that, that you like for, for first-round matchups? Well, the, what I would suggest is, like, with these games, especially with in-game betting that I, I do, and I do it pretty well, humbly said, is that you take advantage of it, especially in the totals. If you're going to you know bet a, a total with 150 points and you're betting the under, do 50% pre-flop and then look to add at, like, 157.5. It won't happen all the time, but in the tournament, the price volatility and the scoring volatility is going to move all over the place, and you're bound to be able to get a better price. So why not let the market allow you to do that, and then you have two bets that have the potential to win. And that's my number one recommendation for the tournament is utilize that in-game uh, betting to get better pricing. All right. It's good stuff. Uh, as always, John, we appreciate it. Uh, you can go to the Predictive Playbook uh, to see John's work. Also on Twitter, at John Ryan Sports one uh, We appreciate it. Uh, good luck with the start of the NCAA tournament. Me too. And, uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. You got it. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right. You as well. John Ryan joining us. And with that, we'll hit our final timeout. We'll wrap up the show next on ESPN Radio.